Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Interesting stuff going on. We know, of course, that uh, Doug Ford dissolved uh, the parliament, uh, the provincial parliament, of course, in June. And uh, much to the surprise of an awful lot of people said, well, they're not going to go back until after the federal election, which, of course, spawned all sorts of rumors that, well, this was a, a, a strategy that was worked out with the federal conservatives. And, of course, everybody's denied it. But, you know. It is what it is. Anyway, we haven't seen a whole lot of the Premier, uh, some suggesting that uh, this was all part of a political strategy. Well, the election's over. Uh, there have been some meetings, we were told, that allegedly the, the Premier attended, but uh, the media can't necessarily confirm that because apparently the, the, the Premier went outside doors as opposed to uh, facing the media, talking to the media, uh, as is usually the custom at Queen's Park. And then there were a couple of incidents earlier this week which are rather bizarre. And and to give you the details on this, I want to uh, get Travis Danraj into the conversation here. Travis, of course, is the Queen's Park Bureau Chief for Global News, and he joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show. Travis, thank you for the time. Great to have you with us today. No problem. Anytime. Happy to be here. I'm always afraid I'm going to take you away from a media scrum with the Premier, but that's not happening, is it? Well, he has, he's has he been laying low, as you've been mentioning. Have, 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 have any of you guys filed a missing persons report for this guy? <laughs> you know what? It's funny because he did appear uh, today, actually, for the first time in five months uh, on some media outlets. We, you know, Global News asked for an interview with the Premier. Uh, however, his office declined that. But, you know, certainly he hasn't been out front and center. And, and of course, that had a lot to do with the federal election campaign, even though this morning in the two interviews that I think he did this morning, one in Ottawa and one here in Toronto. He said that, you know, he was busy uh, being the premier of the province, and he, in fact, called Andrew Scheer and told uh, Mr. Scheer that he uh, he couldn't get involved, didn't want to be involved. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, uh, well, well, we'll take that for what it's worth. But explain what happened earlier this week, though. I know there was a meeting up in Blue Mountain that, uh, that you guys were not allowed to attend, so- and, and then this really, really weird thing yesterday. Yeah, so, I mean, access for us, to the premier has been a bit of an issue. I mean, since he took office, but particularly over the past five months uh, during the federal election campaign. Uh, and and on Tuesday he had an event. Uh, he was at the OPP association meeting, and he had an announcement about uh, you know in, injecting some funding for uh, fighting crime in the province. Uh, we found out about this through the premier's office. The event closed to media. No reporters. No cameras allowed in. No questions to the premier. Then the next day, yesterday, uh, he had a, a what was called a fireside chat at C.D. Howe Institute, which is a, a research institute that's funded by corporations and business people. So we got a note from the premier's office that he was having this chat and talking about you know some provincial issues uh, about. 34 minutes before it actually happened, they told us that there would be a live stream provided, but uh, no reporters, no questions, no cameras once again. Um, and they, you know, we called and asked, why, why is this the case? And they said, well, it's because this venue and the organization that's holding this fireside chat, C.D. Howe, that's their policy. It's a closed event. So I called C.D. Howe. And you I, had the audacity to actually fact-check that, Travis? I, I, I actually fact-checked oh that. And what do you know? C.D. Howe said, no, that's not the case. The Premier's office actually, uh, you know, they didn't they didn't ask us if, if media can come in or not. And, of course, media would be allowed. Now, we, we couldn't really get down there with 34 minutes' notice. So by the time we found all this out, uh, Premier was, 
who knows where, uh, but nowhere near reporters. So, you know, this has been a bit of a cat and mouse game with the press uh, for the past little while. There's a cabinet meeting today at 1230 at Queen's Park. The premier, you know, normally would go through the front door of the executive council chamber and, and walk past the media. That hasn't happened once with Doug Ford. He goes through the back hallways uh, and enters that, uh, that, that meeting room unbeknownst to the media, and he's snuck out into his vehicle and leaves Queen's Park. And, and this defies tradition, and, and I'm not suggesting there's any hard and fast rule, but heck, even Donald Trump goes and talks to other media people besides Fox News. But anybody who's ever watched, well, you're obviously at Global News, uh, there's always those scrums right outside the legislature. And, and it's, whether you're the premier, or it's Mike Harris or Dalton McGinney or Kathleen Wynne or whomever, they always go out there and they face the questions. and They talk about whatever else must just happen in the chamber or, or prominent cabinet ministers, etc. cetera. Uh, well, and it's all about accountability, isn't it? One hundred percent, and I mean he, you know, the, this break that they've been on for the past five months, one hundred and forty-four days to be exact, will be over come Monday. There will be question period on Monday, uh, and he will certainly have to face questions on a number of issues from the opposition. But uh, you know, the, the media have the questions as well, and 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 when it comes to transparency and access. You know, we were trying to get the premier's schedule, something that usually when Kathleen Wynne and previous premiers has been released, you knew where the premier was going to be if he was having a public event or they were having a public event, you would know that. Uh, premier's office got back to us and said, if you want access to the premier's daily itineraries, you have to file at what's called an FOI request, which is a freedom of information request. So that can sometimes take months. So they're, they're insulating the premier, they're putting up walls, and then when they do do media, they're doing selective media that are, you know, sometimes friendly to uh, the premier. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's not the usual situation as it has been previously with other premiers. And I understand there's a, the, the frustration here is doubled by the fact that uh, they'll point to, to guys like you and, and, and others that are in the Queen's Park Corps there and simply say, well, you, you're not telling the story. In other words, they simply want you to regurgitate what they give you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that's that's part of our job to kind of move past those those talking points. But part of the job as well is, is you know, us being able to do our job is having access uh, and oftentimes, you know, you'll just get a statement or something written, and sometimes things require a little bit more than that. Um, you know, we will see if the premier wants to, to sit down with us at some point. The last time we did a sit-down interview with him, I think, was possibly about a year ago or so. I have to check the date on that, but uh, it's been a little while. Um so and there's there's you know it's not like for the past five months there hasn't been a lot going on there was a uh, QP possible strike that was looming uh, you know there there are a number of issues that have happened that would one would think the premier would be out in front will that change come Monday when the legislature resumes I don't know but there's a lot of battles ahead. Well, that's even a, a question that that's uh, hanging out there, isn't it, Travis? Because he doesn't always show up for question period either. No, and that, that you know we did a story at one point on his uh, uh, attendance record, yeah. um, you know, and and when we questioned the premier's office about that, they said, listen, he he doesn't always have to be in question period because he's out meeting with the people across the province in on on Ontario. Uh, he he has say, uh, and I should say this, he has had two media availabilities in the past five months with the Queens Park Press Gallery. Now, 
the location of those a little bit tricky to get to when you know all of our offices uh, in, in the gallery are at Queens Park downtown Toronto. One of the press availabilities was at the International Plowing Matchup in North Bay. The other one was 1,900 kilometers away in Kenora, which was last week, and he you know, just took a couple of questions, and that's it. So, you know, is this strategy working? Uh, I mean, I, I think the, the Premier's team thinks it is. I'm not sure everybody else believes that, though. Uh, I, I, I applaud you for your, your doggedness on this and, and others in, in the Queen's Park Gallery, Travis, for trying to get this going and try to get some answers and, and just ask you know the basic questions. And I, I just want to reiterate uh, that all the years we've been watching this, whether it's you or Alan before you or any number of other folks that have done this, all the way back to, well, you name it, uh, Mike Harris, they all, they come out and they face the media and they talk to the media. Sometimes they don't like it, but they do it anyway because it goes with the job. Uh, it sounds like this premier doesn't, hasn't had that memo yet. He, he hasn't. Uh, you, you know, I, I don't think uh, well, the past couple of months have been completely due to the fact that he's wanted to stay out of the spotlight. I think that was, uh, you know, a concerted effort from the federal conservatives to keep him uh, out of the spotlight. I mean, look, you know, look at when Andrew Scheer was here in Ontario. He was... I think two blocks away from the premier's home, and he was campaigning with Jason Kenney, the premier of Alberta. So, uh, I mean, that was an effort to um, move Ford out of the spotlight because they thought that it, he would hurt Andrew Scheer. Uh, and, you know, there was reporting, Robert Benzie, who's with the Toronto Star, did some reporting during that period. Uh, and his sources told him that, you know, the premier was ready to come out. He wanted to come out, and essentially he was muzzled. So, I mean, leash is off now, I guess, from the federal conservatives. Will we see more of him? Well, he's done two media interviews today, so perhaps we'll see more of the premier. We can cross our fingers and wait to hear back on that media request that we put in. Well, if there's a, a premier sighting today, what's, do we get six weeks of what now? I don't know. what. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll do it. The answer tonight will be on Global News at 530 and 6. We'll be watching for it then. Very good. Travis, thanks as always. Great Appreciate talking it. with you. Travis Danraj, of course, uh, who is the uh, Queen's Park Bureau Chief with Global News. I want to bring an old friend in, uh, Richard Brennan, who covered Queen's Park for many, many years uh, through all kinds of administrations and all kinds of people that uh, held that premier's job. Uh, Badger, thanks for jumping in here. Uh, th th this is curiouser and curiouser as you see the way that this is going on, not just about you know being a no-show all through the federal campaign, but basically ducking out on the media every chance he gets. Well, I think you might see that change. I, I predict that you're going to see a kinder, gentler government start pretty soon. As, you know, as they look down the road to the next election, I think, uh, yeah, you'll see a lot more of, of the premier than certainly you've seen in the last, what, four months or whatever. Uh, he was in the witness protection program before <laughs> that. Uh, but, no, it, it, you're, you're going to see a real sea change, I believe. And uh, getting back to his 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 uh, his disappearance, I think that was a mistake on his part. Uh, I know that he was trying to be a loyal soldier and 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 help the uh, conservatives out, but it it just painted him as weak, and you know willing willing to to sit back and have the federal government dictate to a you know a premier who won by handily. In the last election, and you've got Sheer telling him what to do. 
I know what I would have told Mr. Shearer. Well, you know, it's interesting about that. I, I did a segment uh, with our, our global news colleague, uh, Danielle Smith, out in uh, in uh, Calgary just the other day, day after the election, in fact. And that's that's what she was asking. She says the question we had in Alberta is, why isn't uh, Ford out uh, campaigning uh, in Ontario or someplace else? Because he was the guy for the longest time. I mean, there were there were rumors, as you and I talked about back then, that, that listen, he's, he was probably going to be the next leader of the federal party. And then he had ambitions to, to go all the way to the top right now. And all of well, a sudden those, for him to go... ambitions are dead. Well, yeah. But he's persona non grata, and he looks subservient to Andrew Scheer, and I don't think that's that that was not part of Ford's game plan anyway. I don't know who advised him to do that. Uh, I think it was a complete mistake on his part, and uh, and the people advisors that you know the people that you know convinced him to do it. I think you know should maybe start looking for uh, work because that it was just it just wasn't the thing to do for a the premier of the largest province in the country to be, like you say, subservient to the conservative leader. Uh, just doesn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense back when it was happening. doesn't make sense to me now. But you are going to see, in my estimation, a lot more of the premier, and he's going to be a, a, different, a different guy. He's going to be, the, like I say, he's going to be turned into the, you know, the good, good humor man. He's got a new chief of staff. Uh, is 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 the makeover? Maybe that was what the five months was for. Maybe the, the this was all you know, part of a grand plan to to make over Doug Ford. Well, it maybe. I mean, Jamie Wallace. I can see his his uh, his handprints on this already in terms of just backing off and looking looking down the road to see you know what changes they can make. And stop breaking the furniture, and I think that's what Jamie's done. And I, I can I can see it. It's it's you know it, it's really kind of around the edges at this point, but it's being done. And you know they know that they've got to change, and you know bring in bring in change, but change themselves if they want to be elected. You know what is it? You know two and a half years from now or whatever. But they're going to have to face the media, and and I know that they've tried to, you know, as often as they could, anyway, uh, denigrate the media and say, well, they're the, you know they're the enemy. They're you know you guys ask tough questions, and that's that's uncomfortable, and you know, and then you filter it out, and you don't actually get our message across. And as I was just talking about with Travis, and you faced this for years and years and years, uh, you are not as a as a member of the Queens Park uh, media crew there, you're not responsible for simply regurgitating the press releases these guys put out. Your job is to get to the bottom of the story, and and you did a great. A great job at that. Rob Benzie does a great job. Travis does. Alan Carter did. Uh, and it may be to the chagrin of the government, but that's part of the game, isn't it? I used to cry myself to sleep every night worrying about what the government thought of me. <laughs> you know, I mean, you just, as a good reporter, uh, you can't worry about what the government or what a particular minister or the premier think of you. You've got a job to do. I always, I always tell people, you know, they say, well, you're you're so tough, you know, you know, can, well, you know why, why can't you be nicer than premier or whatever minister? And I said, you know what? I think back to whenever I hear that, I'd say, you know, the people out there would probably ask tougher questions than I'm asking because on specific issues, people want to know how their money's being spent and what the government's doing to make their lives better. And, and it's, that's basically what it boils down to. 
and people out there will let you know in a big hurry, probably even faster than the reporters, what they want and where they want to go. Well, and like I say, they've all uh, had to do it. I mean, you know, conservative, liberal, NDP, if you're, you're the, the premier, you have a responsibility uh, to face the media because the media obviously are the ones that uh, that have to get to the truth in situations like this. I'll, I'll, I'll watch with great interest, actually, Richard, to see just how this rolls out. He's supposed to get back to work, I guess, officially on Monday uh, of next week, and we'll see if we've got a kinder, gentler Doug Ford. Well, mark my word, you're, you're going to see a sea change. Oh, well, we'll find out soon enough. But I've been wrong before. <laughs> uh, as always, uh, Badger, thanks for this. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thanks, Bill. You Bye. Got you. Richard Brennan, of course, uh, who covered Queen's Park for many, many years for the Toronto Star. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.